Now, you will find the text from which I wish to speak this evening in the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament and in chapter 11. Proverbs 11 at verse 30. Proverbs 11 at verse 30. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. I want to look at these last words here at verse 30. He that winneth souls is wise. Thank you. Now, what does this mean? To win souls means to influence people so that they come to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. To win souls means to make it one of your great desires in life to bring people to know God, to bring them to salvation, to bring them to understand the truth of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that then is the subject which we have here. And I want to show you now how important this subject is. Why should we look at it? It's because people are ignorant of God until they are told by a true believer how important it is to become converted. We see that in the narrative I gave you from John's Gospel, chapter 4. The Lord Jesus Christ met this woman. He was a Jew with a true religion. She was of a, the nation of Samaria, and she was therefore worshipping a false god. So the Lord Jesus Christ spoke to her not about the weather, all about her family, all about the many simple things that people tend to talk about when they meet somebody else. The Lord Jesus Christ spoke to this woman about one thing only, how she might come to know God, how she might come to be saved. And of course, that is what he does all through his work and life and ministry. Chapter 3 of John, you have Nicodemus, who comes to Jesus asking questions. And what does the Lord Jesus Christ do? He explains to Nicodemus what he needs to know God. It is to be born again. Well, now, Satan hates people who win souls. He doesn't like people winning souls. He discourages them. And you and I must remember that. We should not be surprised if we discover that when we try to influence people for good, to bring them to Christ, there will be things will happen to try to discourage us. But the Lord Jesus Christ makes it very clear. 
what we should do as Christians. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So we know then as Christians, if we are Christians, we know that our duty is to do what our text tells us to do, to win souls for Christ, to win souls. Now, what do you think of that text? May I ask you to search your own heart? Is that the way you live? Do you make it your rule in life to talk to people about the Lord Jesus Christ? When you get the opportunity, do you use that opportunity to say to them, my dear friend, do you know you need to be converted? You need to be saved. You need to be born again. You need to come to know God. Well, that is what my text is all about. He that winneth souls is wise. Now, let me explain why this is an extremely relevant and important subject. It is relevant in our generation because many people in the society out there, they just don't know how important it is to be saved. That's why they don't come to church. Why do people not read the Bible more? Why do you not have more family worship in the homes of people today? Why do they not come to hear sermons? The answer is they don't realize how extremely important it is that we should come to know God and believe in him. Now, when we talk to people about their need of Christ, we are doing something which completely agrees with what the eternal God has planned from eternity. The gospel is not something that God made up yesterday morning. God planned the gospel before he created the world. He planned that when sinners will become fallen, that his people would bring the gospel to them. That's why in the Old Testament we have the faithful men like Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Joseph. And that's how later on they have the prophets like Isaiah and Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel and these others. That's why John the Baptist made it his great work to preach the word of God. And above all, that's why the Lord Jesus Christ, then later his apostles, were forever telling people about the gospel. It's because of their concern was to win souls. And when a soul is won for Christ, the angels in heaven rejoice over sinners repenting. All of this is very clear from the scriptures. So, my dear friends, let me put it to you. Do you make this your practice in life? to seek to spread the gospel to others and to win souls that they might be wise and come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The greatest good you can do to a person is not to give them money, although sometimes we must do that, and it's not to take them home and give them a nice meal, though occasionally we should do that. But the best thing we can do for anyone is to win their soul to come to faith in Christ. Now, I don't say this as somebody who is theoretical. 
When I was a student at university, I was not a Christian at first. What happened to me was, one day I met a Welsh boy who was a Christian, studying for the ministry, wanted to become a preacher. And this Welsh boy was about the same age as me, about 18, and he said to me, did I believe in Christ? Was I saved? Had I been born again? And I had to admit, no, no. But his words and his question struck my conscience, and I couldn't get rid of it. I kept on thinking I needed to get right with God, and the Holy Spirit kept on prodding my conscience, repent and believe the gospel. And after the struggle, I came one day into such a sad state of affairs that I went to the university library, and I sat down, and I said to God, oh, I will do anything to get peace. And when I said that, I got peace. And I knew that I was now born again. I knew it. Now, I told my father and my mother and my sister, and they were all converted. Not all at once, but gradually. My sister became a missionary. And all her family were converted. And uh, some of them are preaching the gospel. So I mention this, you see, not to draw attention to myself. I'm not important. But I say this because... That Welsh boy who spoke to me, he had no idea how much good he was going to do. He that winneth souls is wise. And he not only won my soul to Christ, but he won my father and my mother and my sister. She became a missionary and all in her family and in other parts of the family have come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So, my beloved friends, this is why this is a very important text. He that winneth souls is wise. Think of the Apostle Paul. Before he came to faith in Christ, Paul was a persecutor, dragging the Christians to their death. But when he was converted to faith in Christ, he became a tremendous evangelist, perhaps the greatest man spreading the gospel who ever lived. These wonderful letters of his in the New Testament, Romans and Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Thessalonians. And so you see, he that winneth souls is wise. He will transform society. He will transform a whole number of people in different parts of the world. Let me mention the missionaries now. How did the gospel come to India? It came through one man, William Carey. How did the gospel come to China? Through William Chalmers Burns. How did the gospel go to Africa? Through David Livingston. You know, it's just wonderful the way God has used those who are soul winners. You probably haven't heard of John Sung, S-U-N-G. John Sung was Chinese. His father was a preacher, and he was a brilliant student. And he went to the University of America to study there, all the way across from China to America. And when he was studying there, uh, he did a brilliant task, he immediately got his PhD, which is a very high degree, and then he prepared for the ministry. Eventually, he was taught bad teaching at first. His teachers were liberals. They didn't tell him that the Bible was the word of God. They said the Bible is just like any other book. 
and he was very upset, became depressed. But he spent a whole day pleading with God to show him, is the Bible inspired or is it not? And eventually, after a day's struggle, he came about midnight to the assurance from God that the Bible is divinely inspired. When he got that, he got such peace and happiness that he decided he would go back home to China and preach the word of God to the people. And he did. John Sung was an outstanding, brilliant evangelist, just like Whitfield and Wesley and Spurgeon, Dr. Lloyd-Jones, men like that. He preached in the open air to thousands of people, Chinese people, speaking, of course, in Chinese, obviously. And hundreds upon hundreds of people were converted from the Chinese population to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, there are about 100 million Christians in China, and many of them are descendants from the converts of this man, John Sung. Why do I tell you this? Well, not to entertain you. My friends, I am illustrating the truth of this verse of scripture. He that winneth souls is wise. But I have to say with sadness, there are many Christians who are not so wise as they could be in this respect, and not so wise as they should be in this respect. So this is a very relevant subject, especially in the day and age in which you and I live. People out there very often have no idea how serious it is to believe the gospel. So I bring it to you. Ought we not to spend our energy spreading the gospel? We can show love to people and kindness to people, and we can be as nice as possible to people, but let us always aim at the main thing, which is to tell them the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ with a view to winning them to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. How wonderful it will be in the day when we meet these friends who are converted in heaven. We'll go to heaven if we're Christians. And the people in heaven will say to us, oh, Mr. Smith or Mr. Mackay or Mr. something else, you were the one who told me the gospel. I'm here in heaven because of what you told me. Oh, what a wonderful thing that will be, dear friends, to be in heaven and there to meet people who will say, I'm here in heaven because of what you told me all those years ago. I wasn't a Christian till you told me. So you see how important it is. Now, how can we do all that we can to win souls? Well, one very important thing we can do is Sabbath school work. The work of a Sabbath school is extremely important. And we should encourage those who do have Sabbath school classes for young people. It's one of the best ways to educate them in the word of God. Another is this. We can lend good books to people. I must say, I have a weakness to do this. I love to knock on people's doors and say, would you like to read this book? I've had it for some years. Please, you take it from me and read it. It's a book about the Bible. You'll find a great blessing to it. And it's no difficulty in that. You can knock on people's doors 
And you're not asking for money. You're asking them, please read this good book about the Lord Jesus Christ. We're winning souls in that way. Family worship is a very important way to win souls because we have family worship perhaps twice a day. And from time to time, we can invite people from across the road to come in and join us with the family worship. Or if we have visitors who are staying a night or two with us, we can say, come and join us in the family worship. And in that way, the word of God becomes known. And in that way, people come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Another way, of course, is to invite people to church. Oh, how we should do that. We should invite people to church in our generation more than in the past. In the past, they didn't need it. They came. Today, they don't come. Not so readily. So we can do everything possible to try to encourage our dear friends and neighbors round the corner and up and down the street and saying to them, please come and hear the preacher this evening. One of the best things that I've ever experienced was when I first came to Lewis in 1964, a long time ago now, I was delighted by the wonderful house fellowships which were held by members of the congregation. Of course, these people whose houses they were, they've now gone to heaven, to glory. But there were some wonderful house fellowships. 10, 20, 30 people would gather together in the house and we would talk about the Bible and raise a question. Explain to us how Jesus Christ is the Son of God. What did he do? Or tell us about your own experience, dear friend. How did you personally come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior? And people then proceed to give their testimony. So to have fellowship in our homes and invite people to come and join us in our homes is one of the best ways we can to lead people to become believers. And in that way, we win souls for God. We win souls for Christ. Another good way, of course, is to have a conference. Even as we're speaking down in England, the Banner of Truth Publishing House, they're having a conference for young people. And one or two whom I know are there, young people. And uh, in this coming week, the conference becomes a, a conference for ministers. And these ministers come from many parts of the country, they come from abroad, like America, and they have excellent preaching. In that way, they are winning souls and teaching other people to win souls for the Lord Jesus Christ. So... Let me put it to you like this. Another good way of winning people for Christ is practicing to give your testimony in a way which will help them. Now, when we tell our testimony, we're talking about what God has done in our life. We don't give our testimony to make ourselves important. We don't show off. This is what God has done for me because I'm so important. No, no, no. When we give our testimony, we are telling what God has done to poor, ruined, fallen sinners, such as I am. And the mercy he's shown to us. And if God can show mercy to me, we can say, he will show it to you. So that's really how we can, in a practical way, put into practice what this text tells us here. And this can bring about a tremendous change in the life of a person. I am perfectly certain there are many people sitting in front of me here, men and women. I hope also young people. And you could tell me, if I ask you, that you have 
undergone this wonderful change. You have been won to faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And somebody has done this because they wanted you to be blessed through the teaching of the gospel. Well, this great change in your life is something that we can kindly and affectionately tell other people about. And in doing this, we are expressing our love for different people. If we love people and care for them, then above everything else, we want them to become the children of God, sons and daughters of the living God. We want them to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Seek the Lord is what we should say to people. And we can spend time with them and we can do everything we can possibly to win their interest in the things of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I say in these things because we live in a generation where this is extremely important and extremely much needed. In former generations, people didn't need to be spoken to in this way. They came to the house of God anyway. They read the Bible anyway. The Holy Spirit was at work in those days, and it was a time when people loved the things of God and listened carefully to sermons, and they would go home and discuss the sermon among themselves, and in that way they would edify one another in the truth of the word of God. But my dear friends, I don't think you need me to tell you we're not living in that kind of generation now. We're living in a day of declension and backsliding, carelessness, thoughtlessness, with lack of love for the things of God. So we need to organize ourselves. Let me then suggest ways in which we can organize ourselves to win souls. The first thing I say is this. Pray for the opportunity to talk to somebody, whether you're at work or if you're a teacher in the school, or simply meeting other people, why not pray regularly that God will lead you to meet a person to whom you can be a witness to seek to win them to God, to win them to Christ? You don't often hear people praying that prayer, do you? They pray about all sorts of things, but you don't so very often hear people praying that God will lead us to meet other people who are not Christians so that we can give them the word of God and tell them what they must do and how they should listen to what God is telling them in his word. So pray then for the opportunity. And another good thing you can do is buy good books, not just for yourself, but buy good books to put on one side, which you can give to your neighbors who are not Christians, to your friends who may not be Christians. Do what you can to spread the word of God. I think there's too little done to take seriously this text, that they are blessed who seek to spread the word of God. It is something that God sees and notices in your life, if you are doing what you can, to spread the word of God and to turn men to love the truth of the gospel. So what else can you do? Well, each day in your prayers, you can say, 
Oh, Lord, help me this day to meet somebody whom I can influence for the truth of God. I can think of somebody just now whom I have known for many years. The years when I first met him, he was very much in the world. He wasn't interested in the gospel. But he kept coming to the house and talking to my wife and to me. And little by little, we tried to influence him. And little by little, he was listening. And now he comes, and that's all he wants to do. Talk about the word of God. Discuss the word of God. And his life has changed. He's a new man. One of the most amazing conversions I've experienced in my lifetime was a young man down in the south of Scotland years ago whose mother was converted. And uh, all the daughters of the family were converted through her influence. But there was a son in the family, and he was never converted at that point in time. He became a criminal, going to Asia, buying and selling drugs to make money. And he made a lot of money that way. And one day he was talking to a drug dealer. And as they were talking together, they were standing up and the drug dealer fell down dead at his feet. And then shortly after, he spoke to another drug dealer. And this man fell down dead at his feet. And the young man from Scotland said to himself, God is speaking to me here. So he got into the plane and flew back to Scotland. He gave his life to God. And he's been a minister for years and years and years now, preaching the truth. And you see, all that came about because his mother was witnessing to him and telling him, son, you are not a Christian, but one day you will die and one day you will face death and one day you will face eternity and one day you will either go to heaven or to hell. He didn't want to hear that. He didn't like that. He probably scoffed at that. But when he had this experience of people dying in front of his very eyes, he knew that God was speaking to him. So we can organize ourselves to try to help people and to show them how important it is to get right with God. Let me give you a quotation from a famous Scottish writer, Samuel Rutherford. Samuel Rutherford. He said this, if one soul from Anmouth, that's where he ministered, if one soul from Anmouth meets me at God's right hand, my heaven will be two heavens in Emmanuel's land, meaning heaven. If one soul from Anwalth meets me at God's right hand, my heaven will be two heavens in Emmanuel's land. Well, now, I've stated my case, and before I close, I want to give you encouragement to win souls. Why should you spend part of your life seeking to win souls for Christ? Well, the first reason I give is this. It's because this is what Jesus did. The Lord Jesus Christ spent his time winning souls for Christ. That woman of Samaria, she was of a false religion. But Jesus didn't say, oh, well, you're a false religion. Clear off. I'm not interested in you. You're a pagan. You're a heathen. You're ignorant. Well, no, we meet people in Scotland and England who have come from a different background religiously. And they are Muslims or come from some other religion. There's plenty of them around. 
Now it's easy for us to say, oh, well, I'm not interested in you. You're from a different religion. No, no. We can meet these people and we can do what we can to try to win their favor, to attract to them our love for them as individuals. We don't love their religion, but we wish to try to win their souls for God. So we can do what we can to give them things to read or come and have a cup of tea and we'll talk about religion and show them who Christ is and how he died for sinners and how important it is that they should repent of their sins. They may not listen to us for the first two or three or four times, but who knows? God may bless our endeavors so that sooner or later they may listen. Sooner or later they may believe. This is what has happened over the centuries. People have not listened at first, but eventually when they were told again and again, they did listen. Let me give you another reason why we should organize ourselves to spread the gospel in this way. This, I think, is a very, very important reason. Our society has gone downhill terribly. You know that. We are not as a country what we used to be. What we need is religious revival. We're needing God to bless the nation again. And if we do everything we can to spread the word of God, who knows? God in his mercy may hear our prayers and in mercy, kindness and favor, he may send his Holy Spirit down to bless our land and nation and people. And God may raise up some outstanding preachers like Spurgeon or Whitfield. Imagine that. One or two preachers like Spurgeon or Whitfield who used to preach to thousands and thousands or like John Sung of China, whom I mentioned, preaching to thousands that would change the world in a few weeks or months. So I say, let's remember this. It could lead to revival. I don't know how many of you have read about the great revival in America beginning in 1857 and 8. 1857 and 8. <clears throat> One man in New York started a prayer meeting to pray for revival and blessing. And the number of people interested was maybe a couple of dozen or so, but as time went on, more and more and more came to the prayer meeting. And other people started new prayer meetings. And the prayer meetings grew and grew and grew. And uh, there were soon thousands of people pleading with God for revival, for the Holy Spirit to come down and to bless the nation. And that's what happened. 1859 and 60, wonderful revival came to America. I forget exactly how many were converted or professed to be converted, something like two million from memory. And that revival came over to Northern Ireland and thousands were converted in Northern Ireland. And the revival came to Scotland and thousands were converted in Scotland and in other countries. My dear friends, oh, let us do all we can to seek to stir ourselves up to spread the word of God and to plead with God that he will hear our cry and send blessing down. It will give joy on earth to all the Lord's people to see the numbers going to church increasing, to seeing more and more full seats and full 
churches. How can we do it? Well, we can't do it, but if we do everything we can, who knows what God will do? So let me close with a text of scripture. Second Corinthians, it goes like this. If my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, I will hear from heaven. I will hear their prayer and answer their prayer. And I will heal their land. I will heal their land. Oh, beloved friends, let us then take this text to heart, which is given to us here about the need for us to spread the word of God. He that seeketh, he that winneth souls shall be blessed. He that winneth souls is wise. Are you wise? Are you making it part of your daily routine in life to think what can we do to spread the truth of God that others also may receive the knowledge of Christ? May God bless our meditation. Let us pray. Oh, gracious God, we thank thee for the wonderful truths of thy word. And we pray that thou hast grant us grace to lay to our hearts the teaching of thy truth. May it be our privilege in our capacity in life to do what we can to seek to win souls for thee. Oh, grant us grace, Lord, for without thy grace we cannot do the simplest of things. Oh, put it into our hearts to seek to win others to thee. Hear us, pardon us, bless us now through Christ. Amen.